The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song they made from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play And then once I sang that, then Toy Soldiers, Candle, and I just started writing. And then I wrote one of the best albums that I've ever wrote for Shimmer Johnson, which was my Inner Me album that had Toy Soldiers on it. So Bravo. We <laughs> have a bit of you say so what? people can hear it. Do you want to you want to play a little bit of that? Sure. All right. It. This is Lauren Daigle with You Say. Enlightened. I can't think I anymore. Lauren. After I've heard your music, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just I just want to stay there. We have the video on our playlist so you can see it. But one of the things you mentioned doing your own videos, and I, I felt like that was shot in her home, but whoever did that really knew photography because there's this yep. bit at the end. They've got the lighting perfect in every shot. And the camera like pans around to the outdoors with her and she's got a smile on her face and you're just you're blown away. The sound of yeah. her voice and the sun and all of that. It's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. And I really took a lot of the emotion from her album and I, and I found parts of it that were kind of me and kind of intertwined it into mine and came up with my, my perfect sound that I've been using for the last two and a half years. Cause if you listen to my music growing from beginning to the end, I sound different. Like I, I, I'm able, because I think it's from hosting karaoke in all honesty and singing covers for so many years, I'm able to transfer my voice from country to pop, to rock, to jazz, to whatever I'm, whatever I'm singing, I can put my all into it and I have my unique thing I can do. And it makes me sound like I've been doing pop all my life, or it makes me sound like I've been doing country all my life. I'm actually an awesome country singer. I do have country stuff. Um, are, are you kidding? I love country. Are you kidding me? I love everything. <laughs> you know why you're so great at what you do? Because you love everything like me. Yeah, I love I'm everything. Nuts. I don't I care don't what have, I don't yeah. care what thing, gender it is. I don't you know care. It's really funny though. Forties, fifties, or whatever. <laughs> great music. I want to listen to. Right. Yeah. What's really funny is "Circle the Wolves" is our heaviest that I've ever done. I like the most metal. I won't say I dislike <clears throat> death metal, but 
that's the only type of music that I, I don't like a lot of like the screaming, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I love like within temptation or evanescence. I like that type of like symphonic metal, I guess you could say. So yeah, that melodic wolves, aspect really makes it beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did circle the walls, I kind of wanted a contemporary jazz vocal over top of metal, which is what yeah. circle the walls is. So <laughs> And it's interesting you should bring up Evanescence because they did that. They had that huge hit. Yeah, that- she was she was more um yeah, Amy Lee is more of um not a she's a contemporary singer like I am, but her she did lots of I can't think of it right now in all honesty. My brain is going like oh, that. You don't have to we're, we're doing the thinking. Are you going to do the <laughs> next I have so many questions. Like I, you were so interesting and lovely. I could talk to you forever, <laughs> but I'm just getting ready to explode because I don't want to go away from our script because we have some great questions that I okay. know our audience want to listen to and that, but if you're okay with that, but I just oh, yeah. have to, I'm going to say one thing and then we'll get back to the script. Like we're supposed to yank always <laughs> putting in with you, but I thought we were having fun. We are having fun, and we're going to carry on having fun. If you, but anyway, unwanted toy soldiers, one life. Yeah. Like when I was a little boy, you go into a room, you put your headphones on, you listen to the song the first time. I told you how I felt about the other. When I listened to all three, and I played them over and over and over again. Yeah. You blew me away again. And now I'm a bigger fan. She's going to think I'm like Kathy Bates and the (laughs) pig's going to jump in. And I'm your number one fan. And I can't get rid of this guy. They were all (laughs) unique and different and lovely. But you're more than a great tune and song. The passion and the love and the message that you put through those songs to help people, whether it's a soft, sad way it doesn't matter which way if you capture that with like toy soldiers and we know we talk about wars and all that and in some ways i think as a lady to get recognized on your talent and who you are as a female we as males no matter who you are demand more action for you (laughs) <laughs> and for all those wonderful, talented ladies out there. Well, I, I want to bring something up, actually, Steve. I don't mean to interrupt you, but there was an article this week that was talking about, because we've got the Grammys coming up, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It mentioned that, I think it said for last year, out of the Billboard Top 100, 57% of the hits did not contain any female representation in the performing, the writing, the producing, yeah. any of that. It was all male. Yeah. And I think we're we need to change that. But it also sounds like when we start talking about that in the mainstream media, well, even with the Grammys thing, like not one female, like why wasn't like hailstorm just put out an album. Evanescence just put out an album and that they qualified for the, they definitely should have been in there. Yeah. There was no females like, you know, it was all male and one has even been passed away for a long time. <laughs> that was, that was in there. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, we, we, need, we need to go back to the garbage. 90s with Sarah McLaughlin bringing out oh, Lilith Fair, supporting oh. other artists, putting oh, her label out. Another, we need another renaissance like that. Oh, my God. That would be, I, love that? A, I would love to be what, part of a Lilith Fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need another one. Yep. In my book, you're in that category. 
Oh yeah, I'm a, my my, uh, you, my uh, significant other. I'm a producer. Uh, he's in love with Sarah McLaughlin. So a lot of our original stuff with like our first album is very Sarah McLaughlin. So she's amazing. And she's I actually nice. released We've said before one of that the, if you yeah go ahead. I actually released one of those songs from our first. Remember how I said we wrote oh, an album mm-hmm. in the first two weeks of meeting. Walls is one of those songs that oh. I released recently. I re-sang it and you know made a current piano sound versus what it was back then and yeah we re-released we finally released one of those songs which was walls shimmer i've got your number babe (laughs) you like when you do the soft bring you to your heart want to make me melt songs yeah and i think looking at your list of your favorites too there's a lot of piano at the beginning and the end and you connect because I'm right with you there my love the <laughs> piano and the voice going together yeah you know you know whether you're Shimmer Johnson or whether you're Elton John if you can combine that oh yeah we do that Billy a lot Joel yeah the circle the wolves we go from really heavy and then we'll go right back down to a piano our, our third album that we're working on right now that you you guys haven't even heard the second one, but we're on album three we're working on right now. Wow. It's got some phenomenal, cool stuff. I'll send it to you guys eventually once it's fully finished, but yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm loving the stuff that I'm hearing so far. Oh, please Fantastic. not to interrupt and be rude, which I'm not, and I try not to be. <laughs> Being a, a Mancunian, Lagerlout, a soccer fan. Let's go on with these interesting questions because I want to know yeah. all about you, Gemma. <laughs> and I'm going to carry on with, uh, of course, it's English because you have great taste. Yep. Your favorites are English. And I want you to talk <laughs> about Kate Bush and our favorite, Adele, which just made a comeback just now and she had problems performing live in Vegas you know whose place she's taken. Another, you're a fan of hers too. That was Lindy on. Yeah, yeah, she was there and she made it. She's amazing too. But tell me, that's what I'm asking. Why were they such an amazing influence on you? I've really loved really big voices. Kate Bush, Tori Amos, that type of thing. I started listening to when I was around 18, 19 years old. And I just really started loving I just love the voice and how they, uh, they're different intricate melody lines. And I always wanted to write something like that. When I was 23-ish, I wrote a whole very Evanescence type album, which was really funny because I wrote a full Evanescence album before Evanescence was out. And uh, we had it all done. We're like, yeah, we're, and then we got really bad advice that said, oh, don't release anything, you know, until you get a major label. and and we, I have over 500 songs because we never released anything in the first like 10 years because we were told wow. not to. And um, I was so mad because I had written an entire Evan Essence album and then Evan Essence came out and I'm like, because oh. <laughs> it was it literally, it was the exact same music. So I was like, oh. but then I fell in love with Evan Essence because I love Amy Lee and yeah. uh and then I never really fully released that album ever. I still have that whole album just sitting on my computer. <laughs> I hope you're able to release it. I have heard before. And of course, like you said, that wasn't good advice because like, for example, Aha with Take On Me, 
Yeah. They released that and it didn't go over so well. And then they got a little bit further along and they released it again. And that was the one that hit. Yeah. You have to try. And that, that, oh, I feel for you. Cause well, the thing is, I mean, you can, nowadays you can release stuff and you can pull it off and re-release it later. It's not a big deal. So I kind of release stuff just to gauge what people like. And, and so you'll see my music jump all over the place. And then I was given good advice. They said, if you're doing rock, release it under one name. If you're doing country, release it under another name, you know, cause I ended up when I went to that, that event that I met Michael J at, I also met my entertainment lawyer there. And he was like, no, you have to release stuff or no one's going to hear you. And I was given like really a good advice in my twenties. And, but you know, in my thirties, I just like said, you know what, whatever, I'm just releasing everything. So I started, um, I started, uh, with the Shimmer Johnson stuff. Um, I joined a band called De Benedetta, which is the band before Circle the Wolves. And, um, my guitarist was Barry Benedetta from, uh, he played in Cinderella's big album, um, oh, okay. that went platinum. So Barry Benedetta just played on that one album. He was just a studio musician. He didn't actually tour with them or anything. Um, he did do some tour. He was on that Aussie uh, Motley Crue thing. Oh, I love oh yeah. Aussie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on that tour with Aussie. So that was kind of amazing. Cool. But I ended up ma- meeting him on LinkedIn. Go figure. And um, I ended up flying him out to Canada and we wrote the De Benedetta album, which it actually we just re-released on April 1st, same day on as State of Mind. And uh, mm-hmm. it's got 16 songs. Yeah. And uh, but we re-released it because Barry Benedetta passed away from COVID in January. Oh, and oh, so that oh, band was no more because Barry's not here anymore. But what's really cool is we have about like 80 guitar licks or so that he has sent us over the last two years. So his son um, plays guitar. So we're going to probably bring him in to do his dad's parts. And then, uh, oh, and then we'll probably release some more De Benedetta stuff over the years. That's Just, wonderful. So you've yeah. got a piece of them to cherish. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like, isn't it wonderful when you lose the, the thought, whatever it is, media, you've got those things to cherish that but sorry I but so when Barry passed away I wanted to start a new rock thing and I wanted it to be a group of people that were in Alberta with me so that we could perform and stuff right so we ended up starting Circle of the Wolves it's the same drummer from De Benedetta Keith Runko because he's amazing and then um we ended up bringing Ben Maholland in for bass and then me. And then we brought Steven Johnson in for guitar. And oh my God, Steven is an amazing guitarist. He's a teacher too. He teaches guitar and, and he's always just taught guitar. He's never ever written any of his own stuff and he's just played covers and we're like, you know, Steve, come on, let's, let's do it. And after all these years, he's finally getting to do it. And he is such a, great guitarist and he's so easy to work with so Very is cool. he an amazing stage presence oh yeah yeah like I say, 
like on the unwanted poster. Uh-huh. I had my little red riding hood cape and he dressed in a lumberjack that. outfit, but then my red riding hood cape broke and he was on stage still dressed as a lumberjack and I wasn't That's Monty Python. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> sleep so now, now he work. gets teased because he was dressed as a lumberjack. They're like, why were you dressed that way? You we tell him <laughs> lumberjacks are nothing wrong with lumberjacks. Hey, but I'm assuming he was the woodsman coming to the rescue at the end of the story. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of killed him by not wearing the hood. (laughs) Also, because he was, he had the guitar, he was carrying an axe. Yep. See? (laughs) Exactly. It works. It was supposed to work. (laughs) You guys, you know, no matter what connection it is, and it happens different for everybody, it can be going out for a coffee or what. At this stage of the game, like you and your husband and that wonderful, and I feel the same way about my spouse, and I know Blake the Young doesn't. Yep. <laughs> it happens different, but when you got it, it's just wonderful that you can enhance each other and make each other better than yeah. who they were in so many different ways. Saying, oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, if I hadn't have told you, you wouldn't have thought about it. You know what I'm saying? It just I've been married for good. 30 years and she has a tendency to every once in a while we read each other's mind and she'll say something and I just I'll say the same thing and she's like stop that it's just eerie <laughs> but you know what I'm not you don't have to punish me get this you know put the leather on and the strap oh this is PG I, I better watch this whoa nobody okay. but what uh, I'm saying speaking is speaking of metal <laughs> the great things in life are sometimes out a song is that it's like country was labeled it's a heartache it's not yep but we want to listen to it we want to listen to that because i love those songs because it puts you right where and oh i have to say this what shimmer we love country last year (laughs) we stayed at the gay lord i did the tour on the bus i i saw all the recording studios and recording and you know what and this is what i want to say a highlight my wife and i was going into tootsies you know tootsies right have you heard of tootsies oh nashville if you you sing in tootsies nashville oh yeah i do remember tootsies i think i was there when I went well, you should be performing. Well, you've already made it, so you you don't count. But if you're trying to make it in show business, <laughs> if you perform in tuxes, then that's it, okay. baby. I don't think I, I did the. There. I was a real nerd. I did the like the like the tourists we get on the beach here, like the English. I I, I went to the museum. I, yeah, I, I did all that. Country. Oh, I, I love went there country. in 2009, and I brought my country CD. And I just sat on the strip and I just handed my CD to people, random people. Oh, I love, I love uh, that. Yeah. And then I I went to karaoke places at night. And what's really funny is I rented a car when I was in Nashville and I'm like driving and I'm following the GPS and I'm like, it's getting into like the shadier part of Nashville. Nashville. And then it's like the shadiest part of Nashville. And it comes up to like, it looked like an abandoned building. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm in Nashville and I'm by myself. I'm like, ah, I don't care. I go into the, I go into the abandoned building and I sit down and it's karaoke and I order a drink and I put a Celine Dion song up because I'm like, I'm Canadian. I'm going to sing Celine Dion. <laughs> and then uh, put Power of Love up. And I'm sitting down there and, you know, I'm watching all the people around me. And then I'm like, oh, my God. And I had found the only 
uh, you know, gay and lesbian <laughs> in Nashville. I was like, awesome. And you know what? I, I sat at a any, table with all these girls, they were the nicest, awesomest people in the world. And we sang Celine Dion all night and other crap. And yeah, it was fun. You're among that friends and family. Husband. That's awesome. Yeah. You really? know what? People are people, no matter where you are. And oh no. Treat- but it was funny. That was because I was, I had no intention. I didn't know. I was just going to karaoke. That was one of the, but I in Nashville, know. they'll be all about Celine Dion. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They would love that. But we that had the time of scene. our life. I love country too. Olivia <laughs> Newton, John, I fell in love when I was a kid listening to her. She was a country hit singer before Greece, before all that. She yeah. has got the voice of an angel, kind of like you, but then you can turn your voice into like a dark angel too. Which I know. Kind of, <laughs> kind of brings me in, baby. But enough about me talking in Nashville. But I just want to say, I love it. I've seen all the country stuff. I love all that. I just wonderful. I still can't remember the name of that bar, but it was it was the funnest night out in Nashville then while I was there. Oh my God. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I used to and live just an hour north it, of Nashville. So yeah, a lot of people, teenagers and adults, that was where you went to have fun. That was that was the yep. scene. So absolutely. People think it's just the country music city, but you can go there no. and you can find just about anything that you want to oh, listen yeah. to. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to go. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. I love the people. I love it's been a while. everything. Love everything <laughs> I haven't been there it. since 2009. So you need to treat yourself. Go for a long weekend. I might actually it, would have been 2007. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. It was before. To... Yeah. Before oh, New York. Because I went, I went and performed in New York in 2009. Oh, you see, you come up with this and I wanted to jump on the script again. I, one of my favorite cities in the whole world. I love New York. I love New York. What was it like? I, I played in like? Rochester, actually. Um, I got invited to sing at a um, uh, November 11th Remembrance Day uh, show. And I, it was for my country album. And uh, they paid for my flight out there for me and my two backup vocalists at the time. And then I hired a band to play uh, my stuff from Rochester and I ended up getting like Tori Amos's uh, piano player and a oh. couple of, it was really cool. Wow. And, wow. and they, I love her. I and love they turned her. a church, oh. they turned a church into like a uh, main stage there. They didn't do a, a lot of great promoting for this show. So it was like me singing to maybe like 200 people, but it was still really cool. I was able to sell all my albums and I had money to stay in New York for a week, which we did. And, rented a hotel and enjoyed New York after our performance. So yeah. and those 200 people probably will never forget that show. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun. And it was a, it was a charity for, for remembrance day. And what was really cool. Well, it's not cool, but I got to go to ground zero before they built the big. So I got to see the big yeah. hole in the ground before the new building was built. So, yeah, yeah. it's like with the, the big hole in our hearts, but I'm not going down there. No. Not that hole. I'm going <laughs> up because I'm talking about you and you're amazing. And I don't know. I, I'm not going to get anything done today. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. I, all I want to <laughs> do is much. hang around. No, you can never. We're talk having too much, much fun, really. It's you can awesome. never talk too much, and I can <laughs> stay here forever. But we've got so many. We Go want ahead. to like. Are you ready for questions? I'm, I, I just yatter. You can, you can totally. No, come. I love that. Go for it, Steve. <laughs> um, well, who's next? Me or you? Musical I'm, influence. It said, I'm up to the young, uh, the common themes. It, 
this is your two. You're on number four. But we did sway a little bit you, because you don't have to stick we to got the wrapped up in each what... other, which is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so do you want to do that? And then I'll move on to my next one because I all right, I'll, I'll do that, Steve. We'll, we'll stay on, on theme. So you. we can drift off. We just need to know where to go back on. Shimmer, are there common themes that you like to explore in your songs? Common themes? I don't really set on a theme. How I write my music is if I'm starting with a piano thing, it ends up being a sad thing. I'll listen to the piano over and over. I'll listen to the song over and over and over. Cause usually um, my co-writers will just give me either a basic piano to start with, or just a basic guitar to start with nothing to, cause they don't want me to be swayed in my melody line by them adding a weird bass part or a weird whatever. So they allow me to do whatever I want. And then they add the bass and everything after, but Lyrically, I will sit down with the piano and I'll wait until I feel something. Usually a word will come to my head, like broken. You'll notice I use broken like in every song. I, I've been teased about this, like broken, breakaway, like something. I'm always broken. Always. I have it in every single song I've ever written. That word comes up. So, but I will take a, a word and I'll I'll create a full song or if somebody has a story that they want to tell like for uh this country song uh saturday bliss that i wrote with uh my friend ian rossiter um he gave me this whole storyline he's like this is what the song's about this is what i want it to be about this is the whole storyline of my friends and how their marriage ended up and how he passed away and all this other stuff and I turned it into a full story song and it's a waltz and it's one of the best country songs I've ever written. Oh, would you oh, and wow. it's based off of a story that was just told to me. Right. So I can write that way as well. So I don't have, Oh, I never have a specific theme in mind. I always go with either emotionally how I'm feeling, or if somebody is trying to do a storyline and it's a country thing, I can usually, you know, turn it into something amazing, which is what oh. I try to do with all my stuff. So. But the theme I of being want- broken is actually, it has so many ways it can be looked at. It can be yeah. a tragic break. It can be a relief, a catharsis or a, a change. There's so many yeah. ways you can, that's a pretty good theme to to lean on actually. Yeah. So I, I lean on that one a lot. <laughs> you know why I think? Why? Because you want to help. You want to help put it together again in people's lives. Just yeah, like I us. Do. I try Just to. Like- no, I, I don't. I I don't think you can try to do that. I think it just, if it doesn't come and yeah. go, it's like when you look at your song from beginning to end, but there's just a couple of bars. They kind of bug me because I, I don't want to listen to it and I want to change them. And when you get there and you got there and you go, that's it. That's, you know, you just know as an artist. Yeah. That was like on, you keep me grounded after I wrote it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is perfect. I could release it right now. And it wasn't even done yet. And that was at four o'clock in the morning, you know, so. But, but if you're a perfectionist, no that has to be a relief that you don't keep spinning Yeah, it was really weird that I laid that it. song down in 30 minutes. And I was like, I was like, yep, it's it. This is, this is my hit. It's my hit piano song. Awesome. I, I still think it is. I mean, it's even on Spotify right now, if I check, which I'm checking right now, if I go on my Spotify right now, it's still my top three, uh, top two. It's number two. 
Cool. You keep me grounded out of every, all my songs I've released on Spotify. Everybody loves my, you keep me grounded. So how can they not? You're mesmerizing. <laughs> Look, and it is worth mentioning your website, SoundCloud and Spotify have your stuff. And it's amazing because anybody yeah. can go out there and hear a variety of music and see how multi-capable yeah. you are. Exactly. Very talented started, across multiple lanes. And that's awesome. Yeah. I even started doing some EDM stuff um, with a few people. And that's, we just released um, when the bubble breaks uh, with uh, Trepanic and Benjamin Russell, uh, John Roland and a whole bunch of other people. Um, but we just released that one. I also just finished one called Vividly Alive with Trepanic. So, and he's sending that to his EMI person today. So you never know. <laughs> and thank you for pronouncing that. Cause I kept thinking, I saw Trepanic and I'm like, how do you say that? Trep- <laughs> Trepanic? Tre- Trepanation? I think he says Trepanic. I pronounce Trepanic. Yeah. <laughs> I need Trepanic oh. like I need another hole in the head. Don't Trepanic. Sounds oh. painful to me. You're Trepanic in. He's a great, um, he's a great uh, writer uh, when it comes to beats because I have no idea how to write that stuff. No clue. So he'll send me something that's like 10 minutes long. And I'm like, hmm. he's like, well, write what you can to it. I'm like, it's 10 minutes long. And I, how am I going to write to that? I'm like, and then I'll, I'll sit there. And those are the harder songs to write to when he sends me that, because there's no specific, like in rock or country, there's specific parts, but with EDM, there's no specific parts. So it's all dependent on melody. Right. So I'm like, I'll take one section and I'll write one melody for eight bars. And then I'll take another eight bars and I'll write a new melody for that. And then that's how I've been writing the EDM stuff. That makes it song and put them (laughs) together, right? From what I understand, it's a whole different process to compose EDM. I've seen people like with an 808 machine and they're, they're doing little transformations. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to him. I couldn't do that. I'll just be the voice and the melody. (laughs) But I love when it comes together like that. I love electronic music that has warmth as well. Like Madonna's Ray of Light album is that perfect balance of William Orbit and her voice. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, Mr. DJ. That was the next album. I I love that too. Music was the next album. Gotta keep it straight, man. Ray of Light. Listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Got the limey and the yank behind you. You, anybody we mention on the show, you're going to be bigger than anyone. If it has anything <laughs> to do with me, I, you've just. I'm I, still trying to get big, but I'm working no, on it. No, you, you <laughs> look, you're on the line, me and the Yank show. You're big, trust me. And we're going to spread the news on how talented and how great you are. And it's a pleasure Absolutely. doing it, my love. I mean that you, you're wonderful. You're easy to be with. I think it's fantastic. And I'm sure the listeners are just sucking it all up. All right. If you need to go, you've had too much coffee and I'm not, I'm talking to you guys too, but I'm talking to the audience too, but don't go away because we've got some fantastic questions and answers from our superstar guest, Shimmer Johnson. Hey kids, time to go for now, but don't forget you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter, and you can stop by our YouTube channel where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons, so you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. 
We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again.